Are you constantly on the go? The newly updated Jesus Calling mobile app makes it easy to feel God's presence wherever you are. Read devotions and scriptures, purchase products, take notes, and so much more. The app is available for purchase on both Apple and Android. Download it today. God has a plan for you, and um, if you're willing to follow it, you're going to live an amazing life, whether it's what you think it should be or not. We've learned through this whole journey that God has a, a plan that's much bigger and much more complex than anything we can understand. And so our job is just to follow it and trust God that he's going to lead us in the right place. Welcome to the Jesus Calling Podcast. So many of us are running a race to win the affection and approval of those around us. Did you ever stop to consider how much of your own identity you might be sacrificing to live up to some standard that others have prescribed for you? If we are solely living to ensure that other people love us, we give them the power to determine our self-worth. There's a better way. When we recognize that our identity is rooted in our status as wholly created by God, we can enjoy the spiritual benefits of forgiveness, a personal relationship with God, and the knowledge that our life matters, not because others say it does, but because God says it does. Our guests this week share about the goals and expectations they had for happiness and fulfillment, laced with presuppositions about what would actually bring them happiness, only to find that God was showing them that their happiness and worth would ultimately spring through their identities as His beloved children. We'll start this episode by hearing from Nick Nickick and his son, Chris. In November 2020, Chris became the first person with Down syndrome to complete an Ironman, a series of long-distance triathlon races which brought Chris and his dad to international attention and inspired thousands to believe they were made for more than what others told them they could be or do. We didn't want to understand what Down syndrome was because we embarrassing to say that we didn't even know people with Down syndrome. We didn't know what it was. And so our dream of seeing our son do amazing things essentially dissipated. Honestly, we didn't really expect much because the world told us not to expect much. And, and for the first 18 years of his life, while we, I think, tried hard, we succumbed to the beliefs of society for what our children can and can't do. And to a point, we accepted them. And at the time, Chris had also uh, just come off of four major ear surgeries. He had spent a couple of years essentially recovering, inactive, gained a lot of weight, became sedentary, more isolated. And I saw the high school ending, and I thought, this can't be the future for our son. You want to tell what happened at Lucky Lake? So long, so I swear, down back. How far was that? That was like uh, 1,000. Yeah, 1,000 meters. And then what'd you write on the wall? I just put Chris Rocher. And that was when that started. Before that, he would walk or crawl through the lake or whatever. But it took him about a year and a half to where he could do a 14-mile sprint triathlon. Then he did that uh, Lucky Lake swim, signed a wall, Chris World Champ. And I looked at him and I said, well, that's interesting. That's when I, you know, throughout this journey, I started listening to what my son was saying and not dismissing him, which is a lot of what we were doing before, unfortunately. That was about a year and a half from the time he started doing triathlons. So we started doing triathlons with Special Olympics in the spring of, nine, of 2018. Chris started just a little bit at a time until he could get to where he could do a sprint, which took about a year and a half where he could actually do a sprint. 
you know, running, swimming, and biking. And I asked him, you know, why he wants to be a world champion. He just said, I want to be a world champion. I said, okay. At that point, I said, well, buddy, one way you could be a world champ is if you do an Ironman because no one with Down syndrome has ever attempted or done that, that would make you a world champ. He said, okay, let's do it. How do you get 1% better each day? So I started with one preset and then she had a squat. And then by um, I mean I I said two hundred. And then by February I'll be doing five hundred. How many do now? What's the most you've done now? Three eighty, yeah. So you're up to three hundred and eighty push ups, sit ups and squats. So that's kinda how he does it. Every exercise he does, he just thinks about doing one more. And he just builds on it. Just one more, just one more. He does that with swimming, with biking, with running with speed work, with push-ups, sit-ups, and squats. And now he's doing it with learning, learning vocabulary, learning speaking. And so he's applying the same principle to his cognitive development so he can learn <clears throat> things that he needs to learn to become self-sufficient and independent. Before Chris set the goal to do an Ironman, before the pandemic started, uh, he signed up for Florida Ironman November of 2020. People kept saying, you know, it's going to get canceled. Chris isn't ready for the ocean because the waves are too big. You know, people kept coming up with all kinds of things. Chris won't be ready. He won't finish. He, you know, he doesn't have what it takes. Everybody else was so hung up with whether or not he could finish or not. We just were pursuing God's will in our life. And we thought that that's what God put into our hearts and into Chris's heart when he set that goal for him to be a world champ. And that's when it started, a year and a half from the time he started doing triathlons. And then a year later, he completed the Ironman, which is 10 times the distance of the sprint that he had just completed. Everybody, no matter what their means are, can achieve amazing things, whether it's work or education or a better marriage or whatever it is. It's a process and it is just about being happy about getting a little bit better each day uh, and just becoming a better version of yourself every day. We just ask every day that God gives us the understanding of his will for our life, helps us to see it, and then helps us to have the strength to pursue it with, with joy and, and with happiness and with all of our gifts that he's given to us. Chris did it, so can you. Chris and Nick have a book where they tell more of Chris's incredible story. You can find 1% Better, Reaching My Full Potential, and you can too, wherever books are sold. Stay tuned to Brittany Mayer's and Cassandra Spears' story after a brief message. Motherhood. It's a journey like no other, teeming with love, unparalleled dedication, and moments that pierce the very essence of your soul. It's a trek that demands to be celebrated, lauded, and embraced in its entirety. Celebrate the moms in your life this Mother's Day with two beautiful gift books— Jesus Calling for Moms by Sarah Young, and Grace for the Moment for Moms by Max Licato. These heartfelt devotionals will remind the moms in your life just how special they are. Jesus Calling for Moms and Grace for the Moment for Moms are available now where all books are sold.
During times of transition and unknown next steps, it's more important than ever to cling to the promises of God and to tune your ear to what Jesus has to say. Jesus Calling for Graduates is an encouraging compilation of 150 devotions from Sarah Young's brand. Grads will find topics such as discerning God's will, self-worth, trust, support, and much more. Jesus Calling for Graduates is perfect for both high school and college graduates as they embark on the next chapter. Look for our special custom edition of Jesus Calling for Graduates, available exclusively at faithgateway.com. Brittany Mayer was hollowed out and disenchanted with the beauty industry after putting years of hard work and basing her self-worth on her career. Out of desperation and seeking real community with other women who were looking for answers beyond a shallower existence, she began an Instagram page called Her True Worth. After a serendipitous meeting with Cassandra Spear on Instagram, they teamed together to reach over 1.5 million women worldwide with a message about how they could all find their true worth in God. I'm Brittany. I'm a mama and a wife to an amazing man of God, and I use what God gave me to glorify Him and help others to know Him, and that is what my heart beats for. My name is Cassandra Spear, and I am Britt's bestie, co-author, ministry partner, co-leader of Her True Worth, an incredible ministry community online that reaches millions of women worldwide. I'm a mom of three tiny humans, and I am a proud wife of a U.S. Air Force veteran. So my um, experience in the beauty industry actually started in my early 20s. Um, I actually started out as a fitness trainer, and I did that for about a year long. Um, I ended up changing careers to being a makeup artist pretty early on just because I started to develop an unhealthy relationship with working out and I became very obsessed with my body image. And it's funny because when I worked as a makeup artist, I actually fell into that same trap of placing my worth and value in my appearance. I became so disheartened by those false messages that unless our makeup, hair, body are perfect by culture standards, only then am I worthy. And I found myself very entrapped in that culture of trying to meet that internal longing to be worthy of the space I take in this world with external means. So similarly to Britt, um, I also came from the beauty industry and I actually did hair for over a decade. And I remember working as an apprentice in a swanky, like upscale salon and spa environment and I truly believed that like that I had arrived, that that was my dream job. And it was such a rude awakening when that job was taken away from me because in that environment, I was really immersed in the concept of your value being external. And it wasn't until I lost that job that I realized just how deeply the concept of appearance and vanity and the way that you look and the way that people perceive you, really how much of a hold it had on me. Like Brittany said, it was a counterfeit identity. And it's very much a dangerous place to be in when anything that isn't Christ gets to determine my value and my identity. 
then when I lost that job, uh, it really, I felt like I had lost myself, if I'm being totally honest. And God really met me in the middle of that. We're such a social media saturated world right now that it's easy to fall into the trap of assigning our value as people, as women to who's following us, who's liking what we're posting. And that suddenly becomes the deciding factor of, am I worthy or not? Am I seen? Am I liked? I think sometimes we can assign our worth to who are, who do others see us to be, right? And if people are seeing us as something that we don't want them to see us as, then we somehow feel like we're falling short. I was just in a very desperate place of trying to find my own worth. And I found myself chasing after it in the wrong places like body image, beauty, success, relationships. And so that actually drove me to start Hurt You Worth coming out of the makeup industry back in like 2015. And it really wasn't until I discovered my worth and value in Christ through his word that I ended my search. Her true worth comes from the idea that anything other than Christ defining our worth is a counterfeit. So we named the ministry her true worth as a reflection of our truest self and immense value and worth being hidden in Christ. So Cass and I actually met on Instagram, which is hilarious because I met my husband on Instagram. Um, So Instagram has been just an amazing open door for me, for God to bring these wonderful relationships into my life. And so when I was on the Explore page one time, I was, you know, kind of looking for some new writers and I found Cass's work and just what she was saying in, in her on her platform and, and the truth that she was always speaking really resonated with me. And it, I just was drawn to her and it was a total Holy Spirit partnership type of situation. And, um, you know, we brought her on as a writer and then through very many conversations, um, I just said, Hey, (laughs) you know, do you want to lead this with me? Do you want to be my co-leader in this ministry? Um, I just felt like her story, her background just was kind of that missing puzzle piece to her true worth. Um, and then, you know, kind of one thing led to another and God opened the door for us to write a book together. And, um, we developed the concept of her true worth, breaking free from the culture of selfies, side hustles, and people pleasing to embrace your true identity in Christ, because we saw that those specific things in that subtitle were felt needs that we needed to meet. I think that for at least for our community, it's really been important for us to speak into that pain point of needing to know that we're seen that we're valued and that we're loved. And the world has a million reasons why we know that that can't possibly be true. The first devotional I ever owned was a Jesus Calling devotional. And I remember being 19 years old, having dedicated my life to Christ and really being weary and wounded and wandering and looking for my worth and my value. And it wasn't until I had that devotional that I was able to actually imagine that it could be true for me. Reading the devotional was like having God himself speaking into my heart with the truth of his word. 
prayer and reading the Bible is like breathing in and breathing out. You can't have one without the other. And we have to partner with God's word and his truth so that we can write it on the tablets of our heart and know just exactly what he says of us. Like Cass said, I know that I have worth to God because he sent the, he paid the utmost highest cost for my salvation, which is the life of Jesus. That's how I know I have worth to him. Nothing else tops that. And we see this time and time again in our community is that we'll look to so many different things to define us, whether it's our greatest wins, our biggest failures, our social media likes, relationship status, our roles, responsibilities, people, places, things. All of these things are not inherently evil, but when we allow anything that is not Christ to define us, we've found ourselves in a really dangerous place. And that's the main concern that we like to address is helping women to know what their worth is and rather who their worth is found in. The most pressing concern that stands out the most is how to break free from surviving off of the affirmation and praise of others. We're created by God to actually need affirmation. When we look for that affirmation in other places is where sometimes we allow our worth and our value to rise and fall on if we're being praised or not. And another thing that we speak into is how to live securely in your identity in Christ so that you don't need people to affirm your identity. Um, Because a lot of that affirmation comes from the just that innate need to be seen and worthy and valued. And when we aren't getting that from God as the source of what our identity comes from, then we will look for it elsewhere and we will always be chasing our own tail, trying to find it in anything other than Christ. Yeah. So the most important thing for us to understand when we're trying to tackle putting affirmation in its rightful place, especially when it comes to social media, is that we need to understand first and foremost that our need for affirmation to be affirmed, to be validated, to be approved of is a God given design. And the important thing for us is to recognize that although God has put us in the position to need affirmation from each other, but first and foremost from God, we also find ourselves in situations like most good things that we can allow the good thing to become a God thing. And so in order to help us understand when we found ourselves in a situation when affirmation is unhealthy, We need to be able to recognize what healthy affirmation looks like. And in order to do that, it's really important that we realize that A, we can't keep up with the opinions of others, and B, the cost of keeping up is too much. We really can't. We were never designed to be able to be affirmed and to look for the approval of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of strangers on the internet. God intended for us to be in relationship with each other. And first and foremost, with him. Isaiah 48 says, The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. People's opinions change. Seasons change. Relationships change. Social media algorithms change. We cannot place our value and our identity in these things because they're movable. 
If we place our value and our worth in the affirmation of others and not in God, we will fall when their opinions shift. It's tempting to find my worth and value in social media or in the approval of others, but the fact of the matter is that those things shift and change. But God remains the same. Who He is, what His Son has done on the cross, that is what holds the ultimate merit of worth. That is the measuring of my value. That is who I am. My identity is hidden in Christ. and. I live in that by immersing myself in His Word. I live in that by praying without ceasing. I live in that by confronting all of the lies, all of the false beliefs, all of the things that I've placed my value in. This is a passage from Jesus Listens on July 27th. Wonderful Savior, how thankful I am to be a child of God. Someday I will see you as you are. I'll be face to face with you in glory. Now, however, I am in training, putting on the new self and being made new in the attitude of my mind. Although my new self is being conformed to your image, I'm thankful that this process doesn't erase the essence of who I am. On the contrary, the more I become like you, the more I develop into the unique person that you created me to be. In your regal name, Jesus. Amen. You can read Brittany and Cassandra's story in their book, Her True Worth, Breaking Free from a Culture of Selfies, Side Hustles, and People-Pleasing. Available now wherever books are sold. If you'd like to hear more stories about believing what God says about you, check out our interview with Amanda Jane Cooper. Next time on the Jesus Calling Podcast, we'll hear from husband and wife actors Carlos and Alexa Penavega, who experienced ups and downs in their acting careers together and apart, and describe how God worked in their lives when they began to trust Him more and more. Really dive deep with God, because when you start to dive deep with God, the things that you never thought you would be able to get away from fall off. And that's what happened with me. I didn't have this like big, like, oh man, I've been working at this for months and I finally had this breakthrough. It was just like, God just did it for me. And it was just because I kept giving things over to him little by little. And he, I don't know, he just, he transformed my life in every way. And that was just also one of the ways that he was working in my life. Want to hear more inspirational stories of people who have been changed by a closer walk with God? Then subscribe today to the Jesus Calling Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please be sure to leave a review, which helps us reach and inspire others with these stories. Plus, if you like seeing our guests as well as hearing them, you can find video interviews available on our YouTube channel at youtube.com Jesus Calling Book on Facebook and on the Jesus Calling Instagram page.